You're listening to the Organize My Thoughts podcast, where we teach you how to get out of your head so you can execute the vision. I am your host, Kyla Jackson. Let's get started. Hello, family, and welcome back to another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. Y'all, it's December. I think I said that on the last episode, but again, like I said, this is my favorite month because it's my birthday month. Also, it's the end of the year. I love to just wind down, reflect, and just take some time just to be grateful for all that has happened in my life, in the lives of others. Um, I'm just so excited. Like, I'm excited for the new year, but I'm also excited just to finish out this one strong. One of my favorite things is when God comes through in the life of someone that I've been praying for, someone that I've been working with. I literally get so excited. I mean, smiling ear to ear. I will jump up and down with you. I will be genuinely excited. And so that has been happening lately. People have been getting breakthroughs left and right inside of the doers community, inside my inner circle, even in my clients. And it just fills me with such joy. It reminds me of what this life is really all about is just serving God and the people that he's called you to and just enjoying and basking in, you know, his goodness. So with all that being said, this just leads me into today's episode. And um, one thing that has been really breaking my heart as I begin to talk with you guys on Instagram, um, through the Duris community, or just even, like I said, in my inner circle, one thing that I always notice that people say is they feel like they're all over the place. And that statement really breaks my heart because I know what that feels like. When you are a person, you have multiple gifts and talents and ideas, and you're really passionate about all of them. And then you go and you maybe talk to someone in your inner circle or just even just anyone, and you try to explain to them all the different things that you want to do. Typically, they make you feel like something's wrong with you because you don't have this one particular thing that you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. And And sometimes when you're explaining it to people, they hit you with the Oh, that's nice. Like, you know, that sudden change in dialect where it's basically them saying, oh, good luck with that. Or how are you going to do all that? Or they give you the impression that you are all over the place. Or sometimes you may even run into people who are more blunt, who will blatantly tell you that you need to just pick one thing that you sound crazy. Or they will just say all types of demeaning things that really can have a lasting effect on your confidence as you are trying to embrace this, um, all of the things that God has placed on the inside of you to do. And so I want to speak to that place. And I'm going to start just by sharing a little bit more about my journey of feeling like I was all over the place and really how I got out of that place. And then we're going to just transition into this, the power of your words and really dealing and unpacking that statement of feeling like you are all over the place and what that really does when you come into agreement with it. So again, getting into my own story, I feel like I first started dealing with this idea of feeling like I was all over the place in high school. My background was in art, and so I started off doing a lot of fine arts. And then um, the program that I was in, they allowed you to try different forms of art. So I went from fine arts, drawing and painting, to photography, to graphic design, to filmmaking, sculpture. They really cultivated this space where it was encouraged for you to try different avenues. 
And so for me, I was like a kid in a candy store. I've always loved to try new things. I love to just that exploration process of beginning a new thing. That's something that's always been very exciting to me. I always like to say that sometimes I can be the type of person that gets bored easily. So I, I personally like to have my hands in different things just because my interests are always evolving. And so again, that journey started in high school where I was dibbling and dabbling and just lots of creative things. And I didn't have, at the time, there was no person telling me that that was wrong or that I was all over the place and I needed to pick one. No one ever really told me that. But when I transitioned from high school to college and the idea of, you know, picking a major became introduced to me, then it's like all of a sudden I started to feel this immense amount of pressure to decide on one thing. There were so many different majors in college and I ended up sticking with the one that I was good at, which was art. But I remember even going to the guidance counselor's office and she was, I was just explaining to her all of my passions. And I was saying it with just this enthusiasm and this excitement of going out into the real world and being able to test out these different things. And I remember that I was hit with this, well, you need to decide one because you don't want to be wasting time or you don't want to be all over the place. And I think when you're young, And you have just so much, I don't know, like hope about the world and someone comes in and they just kind of just rain on your parade. Honestly, it makes you feel like something's wrong with you because you haven't figured out that one thing that you want to do for the rest of your life. And so that really carried over with me that conversation when I began to go home and say, okay, well, I need to figure out my entire life in this one moment. For me, leaving high school and going to college was this decision of saying, okay, I I need to know what I'm supposed to do. And I need to be consistent with this thing because, you know, college is four years if you're getting a bachelor's and I don't want to be, you know, wasting time, quote unquote. This was that pressure that I was carrying. And I'm a first time um, college graduate. So there was nobody in my family that was going to college that was going to school. So I didn't really have a lot of people to look to for advice on, you know, how do I actually choose? And then I feel like even the timeline of going from high school to college was so um, it was so condensed that the pressure was even greater. And I never really now that I'm talking about it, I never really had a moment where I sat with myself and said, how do I actually choose what I want to do? Or even do I have to choose one specific area? And because I didn't take the time to ask myself that, I began to see myself as a failure because the people around me seem to have that thing that they've been good at, you know, since they've been in school or they've just had that thing that they've been good at since they were younger. And because I didn't have necessarily a specialized area, it really started to impact my confidence. Even when I got into college, when I switched my major from art to um, digital marketing, and I was there and I was in, in the classroom and I remember like every it was internship time and everybody was getting their internships. And I was really discouraged because everyone else around me, they knew exactly what they wanted to do. Like they were um, communicating with all of the different jobs and making connections in that field. And I felt so isolated again because I could not decide that one thing or that quote unquote role that I was going to fulfill for when I graduated and, you know, continuing on. And so what all of that did was it planted a seed in me of confusion. 
where everything that I would try to do and the new avenues that I would venture into, I always viewed it through the lens of confusion. I would say things like, oh, I'm trying this because I'm not sure exactly what I want to do. So I must be confused. Or I would say, um, if I go into this area and I try to do this as well, then people are going to think that people aren't going to understand what I'm doing. They're going to think that I'm weird. They're going to think that I'm not making any, any sense. And as I begin to say these thoughts out loud, even now, I can recognize where this, you know, spirit of anxiety was introduced in a season where I should have felt safe testing out and venturing into these new areas. But I didn't feel that way because again, the seed was planted when I was young and having that pressure to try to figure out what it is you're going to do for the rest of your life. Even thinking about being a kid, right? The first thing that adults ask you when you're young is what do you want to be when you grow up? What's your five-year plan? I mean, they don't ask a child what their five-year plan is, but that typically happens like in jobs. Like if you go to a job, they say, oh, like where do you see yourself in five years? And if you don't have an answer to that, you automatically feel like something's wrong with you as if the whole world has their lives figured out. And so regardless whether you went to school or not, we can all relate to that place of feeling pressure to either pick one thing or to know what's going to go on for the rest of your life. So again, that leads back to the question, what if you're called to multiple different areas? What if you're not called to do one specific thing or one career title for the rest of your life? Is there something wrong with you? Absolutely not. And I have to say this because again, we live in a world where everybody's trying to tell everyone what they should be doing and what they shouldn't be doing. We have so many people in our air. We have friends, we have family members, coaches, all these other people who don't have the blueprint for the life that God has designed for you. They can give you well-meaning advice, but when it comes to how you're supposed to live your life, the areas that you're supposed to be involved in, there is only one person that truly has those answers. Your life is already pre-planned by God. Before he formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you, which means that he had a very detailed plan laid out for your life. And for those of you who are like me, that plan involves being called to multiple different areas. And that is okay. So while you may feel like you are all over the place, that is really a projection of how you see yourself. And how other people have made you feel when you have been vulnerable and expressed the visions and the ideas and the things that you've been called to. And it wasn't received well. When we get excited about something and we go to someone and it's not received well, the spirit of rejection has now been opened. There's been a seed of rejection planted. And because we never take the time to really verbalize how we're feeling, We internalize everything that we do. So instead of saying, I'm excited because God is calling me to these multiple different areas, we say things like, I feel like I'm all over the place because I don't exactly know what's going on right now. Or I feel like I'm doing too much. Who says that? Who is really saying to you that you are doing too much? Who is saying to you that you need to decide on one area? Is it society? Is it your family member who has no experience in the life that God has planned for you, who has no experience being called to the areas and the levels that you are? 
Is it your friend who has a limited mindset, who wishes they had the confidence to embrace trying new things? Who is in your ear telling you that you're all over the place? And this is where it's really important to start paying attention to how God speaks to you. When you think about the way that God speaks to you, God is not going to tell you that you're all over the place unless you're not on being obedient to what he's told you to do. It's different. The only time that God will tell you you're all over the place if you are off the path that he has planned for your life. That's different than someone else telling you that because you're not called to be a so-and-so specialist for the rest of your life, then you know, you're know you doing something wrong. But that is not true. I can personally attest for this. I am called to both the marketplace and ministry. I am the CEO of HerLightCreative.com, which is a digital marketing agency specializing in web design and YouTube strategy. I'm also the president of Made Whole, which is a nonprofit helping people become healed, activated, and sent out. I'm also the digital marketing manager for a major media company. So I have all these different roles in these different spaces. And so it's up to me to decide how I verbalize what I'm doing. If I were to say things like, I feel like I'm all over the place, what I'm doing is I'm leaving room for confusion. I'm opening up myself to the spirit of confusion to come in and cause me to doubt what it is that God has me doing just because it doesn't look like what everyone else is doing. We have to be reminded that God is in the business of creating originals instead of duplicates. God doesn't want you doing what everybody else is doing. He wants to reinvent. He is an innovator and he creates things from scratch. The the plan that you are on, there is no guide for it. There is no tips and tricks in order to get you there. The plan comes straight from heaven. The plan for your life, your life specifically, comes straight from heaven. And this is why when you begin to share all the different things that you're doing in your life to people with a limited vision, people whose identity is not rooted in God, they will almost start being offended. Because people don't like things that they can't put in a box. People don't like things that they cannot explain or relate to. There is nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you because you're interested in multiple different things. God is going to use all of those things, all the areas that you've been in, all the things that you've learned, all the experiences for your good. It says that he works all things out for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his plan. That is you. That means every single thing that you have learned. There are things that I have learned where I was just like, I am never going to use this. I don't even understand why I even learned this. When I think about my background in fine arts, originally, I didn't think it had anything to do with what I'm doing now. I'm like, God, I'm in marketing. I'm in ministry. What does this have to do with fine arts? But God wanted me to be able to relate to creators. And also God was teaching me the power of imagination. He was teaching me how to create the things that he was showing me in my mind, even at a young age. I'm able now when I have when I do websites, I draw out exactly what the site is going to look like based on the vision that my client is telling me. We're creating things that have not existed. When God gave me the idea for the app. I sat down quietly with God and we drew out what this app was going to look like. 
No other app like this had been created. But again, God gave me something that was never been done before. And because of the gifts that he had planted in me as a child through art, I was able to now draw those things out. So you just never know how the things that you have learned are going to all come together. There is beauty in this process when God begins to give you fresh revelation and begins to connect the dots as to how all of these things are coming together in such a beautiful harmony. But there's a process to get there. And that process involves embracing the God things instead of the good things. While we may have many things that we're passionate about and we are excited, not all of those things are God things. They're good things, but they're not God things. And what we want to get in the habit of doing is pursuing the God things in our life because those are the things that are going to produce fruit. Again, going back to the scripture, it says many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's plans who prevail. When you are walking this walk out, you want to begin to ask God, what are the things that you want me to do? While I may have many interests and passions and passion projects that I could be doing, I want to spend my time being productive. And you are productive when you are doing the things of God. That doesn't mean that you need to abandon your desires and your aspirations that you have because God honors the desires of your heart. But again, when it comes to this walk, we want to be productive. We want to be producing fruit. Everything that we do, we want to be producing fruit. And in the next episode, I'm going to be talking about eating the fruit of your words and how your words need to line up with what God is saying for you. And we have heard this thing so many times that, you know, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And we gloss over it. We start to read scripture like we read Instagram quotes and we really don't understand the magnitude of what comes out of our mouth and how it influences what God is able to do in the earth. We have to start paying attention. And so I'm going to end this episode here with just encouraging words that you are not all over the place. You are in a season of exploration and God is going to use every single seed for your good. He's going to make a beautiful harmony out of all the areas and experiences that you've had. And you're going to be able to go back and help someone through this journey. And one day the light bulb was going to go off and it's all going to start to make sense as to why you had to go through what you went through, why you had to try those different things, why you had to deal with not being able to fit in, why nobody understood you. It's all going to make sense. But just be still and know that he is God and everything is working out. You're right exactly where you're supposed to be. Continue to seek God and he will give you all the answers that you're looking for. You're not confused. You're not stuck. You just need some guidance and he will be there for you. If you related to anything in this episode and you feel like you want to be around a community who is embracing this idea of being called to multiple different areas, if you need a safe space where you can unpack all these different ideas on the inside of you and start to get some clarity and accountability, then I want you to join me in the Doers community. This is my free online community where we meet bi-weekly and we just pour. We talk about all the different ideas. We start to make sense of things and just always revelation and light is given and you leave feeling confident and you leave with a plan to make these things happen. I want to help you on this journey. I want to 
be the support person that you felt like you wish you had the first time that you opened up to someone about what you were called to do. You can learn more about the Doers community by clicking the link in the show notes or by visiting OrganizeMyThoughts.com. You can join us for free for two weeks and just try it out. Definitely make sure that you get on the call because I want to talk to you. I want to meet you and I want to encourage you on this walk because you're not alone. Again, you can visit OrganizeMyThoughts.com to learn more and to join the Doers community for a free two-week trial. This wraps up another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. If this episode was helpful for you, please take the link and share it with a friend. And I will talk to you guys on the next episode.